This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Iran says it broke up a CIA spy ring and arrested 17 Iranians recruited to collect information about the country's nuclear and military sites. Officials claim some recruits have already been sentenced to death. President Trump fired back on Twitter this morning, writing, The report of Iran capturing CIA spies is totally false. Zero truth, just more lies and propaganda. This latest back and forth just adds to the growing tensions between the West and Tehran. Paul Violis is a CBS News security consultant, an accomplished author, and a renowned global security and law enforcement expert. With over 35 years of experience, he's dedicated his life to finding solutions for the problems that keep you up at night. This is Security Matters with Paul Violis. Welcome to Security Matters, where we discuss all the security issues that truly matter. I'm Paul Violis, and this is a CBS News Radio production. As always, I want to start off by thanking everybody for following us and hitting us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't hesitate to send your thoughts in on that. You know that we appreciate it. Also, I want to draw your attention to cbsaudio.com slash podcast. If you can, hit us up there and leave us a review. What you say really means a lot to me, so if you can take a minute and do that. Again, it's cbsaudio.com slash podcast. Really appreciate it. And again, as always, info at Biolis. If you want to shoot us an email, that's great too. Today, a subject that clearly is keeping a lot of people on the globe up at night. And I'm talking about the conflict with Iran. Certainly nothing new between the United States and and Iran. Uh, But what we're going to do today is kind of break this down uh, historically and really drill down on where we are today, no politics, just straightforward. Now, we've, what really lit up the sky, so to speak, was the allegations that Iran says that they have 17 so-called indiv- individuals, so-called related or allegedly related to, to the CIA in custody set for or some set for execution. Now, let's break this down, where this came from. Iran alleges 17 Iranian nationals were recruited into spying for the U.S. from both the application or renewal process for U.S. visas or while attending conferences in the U.S. and then being offered cash for employment opportunities. Question everyone's asking, did that happen? If it did, rest assured, we're not going to confirm that. Is it possible? Absolutely. Uh, Of course it's possible. The United States, like every other major country in the world seeks assets, human assets, that can provide information. There's no question about that. So there's no one can confirm that that actually happened other than Iran and take that with a grain of salt. But is the process possible? Sure. Now, this comes four days after the U.S. stated Iran downed a U.S. drone and three days 
after Iran seized a British oil tanker in retaliation to the British capturing an Iranian oil tanker off the coast of Gibraltar, suspecting it was bound for Syria. What I want to note here is this, and very important. The Iranian government is a repressive regime, much like North Korea, in that its intent is to show their people its power and might. Now, along those lines, we know that the Iranian government has a long, rich history of lying through their teeth about its conquest, leading much of this to be more about propaganda than military prowess. Now, tensions have been heightened in the region since the U.S. withdrew, since the U.S. withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal, leading to two different oil tanker attacks by Iran, according to the U.S. Now, before I introduce my guest and a good friend, I want to note this. A lot of people pounding President Trump right now on, on his position about moving the fleet there and how he's handling this. I'm not going to go positive or negative on that, but I'm going to state a fact, and this is a fact that everyone needs to understand. Iran announced just this month, July 2019, that it exceeded the limit of enriched uranium provided for in the, la- in the latest nuclear deal, but was emphatic that it would use the material for peaceful purposes. Now, with that, I want to introduce our guest today, who I'm, I'm privileged and honored to call a dear friend. He has retired Brigadier General Dan Goodrich, General Goodrich, having spent 30 years in the United States Air Force, completed his career at the Pentagon, serving as the deputy for Air Force Intelligence during also the 9-11 attacks, worked primarily on high-level Air Force issues, specializing in intelligent asset employment. General Goodrich, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Paul. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Not the best of topics that we've covered, but uh, 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 certainly a topic that needs to be understood. Well, you know what, Dan? When I was watching this the other day, the first thing that came to my mind was trying to get a hold of you so that we could set the record straight. If there are anyone that, that can do that, it's you. So I want to dive right into this, if it's okay. Um, if you can, I mean, based on your history, uh, describe a brief history of U.S.-Iran relations with emphasis on the tensions between the two countries. Well, the, the relations between our two countries has been a, a roller coaster at best. Um, and it goes uh, way back until the pre-World War II days, post-World War II days, uh, 50s, and we uh, had some dealings um, with the uh, leadership in Iran in the 50s and 60s, but it really took a turn after the Shah in 1979 uh, stepped down or was forced out. Uh, that's when the Iranian Revolution came in, uh, and uh, uh, Ayatollah Khomeini um, became the leader of the uh, of Iran, and it was a very uh, interesting, interesting and uh, dangerous time for a lot of people, but mostly the Iranians. And I'll and I tell you, from a personal vignette, uh, I was a young instructor pilot and teaching uh, young men and women at the time how to fly airplanes for the United States Air Force. At the time, we had uh, met, uh, quite a few Iranian students that were on a kind of a Lend-Lease program. They came here, learned to fly, and we had, we had sold the Iranians a lot of uh, aircraft, so they went back and flew the, those aircraft. Um, 
at the time of the re- the revolution, when the Shah stepped down and the Khomeini took over, uh, these young men were they were all men at that time. These young men were enjoying a life, learning how to fly aircraft. One day, the next day, they were all gone, all gone, never to be seen again. Which is just an indication of how uh, drastic a change it was in 1979, and of course, then the uh, Iranian. Uh, hostage situation that right. changed things forever. So, bottom line is, it's been up and down since then. Recently, uh, with the nuclear, quote unquote, nuclear deal, uh, it looked like things were looking uh, better for the Iranians and having a better relationship with us. But it took a turn again when uh, we stepped out of that that uh, deal in um, uh, 2018, and and that's where we're at now. So it's it's a roller coaster at best. Now, I, and and I understand, Dan, that we have had clearly a tumultuous relationship with Iran. Um, there's there's no question about that, and they have been somewhat truculent in in the manner in which that they've come to the table at the UN or with any other kind of negotiations, but. With all that said, what do you believe started the current debacle, and why? I think, in a word, uh, sanctions. And you know, following the uh, the signing of the Iran nuclear deal, um, uh, the Iranians uh, were very comfortable in a situation that they could still develop, quote unquote, peaceful uh, nuclear uh, power. And then, then it got turned around when the, uh, President Trump came in and, and and took us out of the nuclear deal, and last year and put sanctions and pretty pretty uh, severe sanctions on Iran, uh, trying to get them to not develop a nuclear weapon. So I think um, I think it was it was obvious that there was going to be some change when those sanctions were put on. Right. And I think that the Iranians are now, um, I think they're dealing from a position of weakness in that the sanctions have been very effective as far as uh, making them come to the, uh, come to the table. And I think the, their way of coming to the table initially is through aggression. Now, our purview regarding the, the president's position on military strength and how to position the U.S. Navy specifically in this particular position uh, where the Navy is in the region. Would you say that's a smart call, or would you say that's too aggressive? Uh, I, you know, through my background of being in the military, I'm always in favor of uh, showing uh, power versus using power, if that makes sense. Uh, you 100%. know, anybody that spends anybody that spent some time in the, in the military, it, it, the last thing you want to do is, quote-unquote, go to war. Sometimes it's necessary, and, some, and and you do it. So I think it's the appropriate thing that, to have a show of force there. Uh, they need to understand that um, eventually, if they don't change their behavior, uh, there's going to be a price to pay for that. And we'll have the assets in in place to make them pay that price rapidly and successfully. Now, along those lines, Dan, I want to go switch gears a quick second, and that is we, we hear what's going on with Iran. Now, and I've been focused in that particular region since the, you know, the mid-'80s, um, and you have a wealth of knowledge in that region as well. Um, but as it pertains to, you know, especially growing up in the intelligence community, 
I, I look at this new allegation and I look at it with a jaundice eye. Uh, do you feel there's credibility in the allegation they've captured 17 individuals connected to the CIA and why? Well, I think you laid it out best in your preamble when you talked about the fact that uh, they said they had these people. And, uh, you know, of course, the United States will neither confirm, uh, will not confirm that, and as we shouldn't. But is it possible? Is it potential there? Yes, because, as you said, the everybody is looking for an advantage. Electronic uh, eavesdropping, electronic espionage is good, but there's nothing better than having boots on the ground, people in there to take a look at things. Um, I will tell you, it's kind of suspect that they've had these 17 uh, individuals, quote-unquote, um, spies for so long, and now they just decided as a as a tool of uh, uh, of uh, uh, to be able to say that they had them at this particular moment in life uh, as a it's just kind of suspect on the timing of it. So um, I certainly hope that they don't and haven't executed people that have been friendly to the United States, but it certainly isn't beyond belief, beyond belief. Right now, and and for all of our listeners to to really kind of put your arms around this. Understand, and, and, and I get this looking from, from the inside out, is that you know, our method in gathering intelligence is clearly abstruse to, to the general public. And to a certain extent, it should be that way. Uh, I know that everybody, a lot of people feel that you know, they're entitled to know as much as they possibly can know. And, and I, would, I would respond to that as saying that, believe me when I tell you, those of us that know a certain amount probably f- wish we knew less than we already actually do. So... <laughs> Right, Dan? I mean, it, I think... Exactly. We, just be careful what you ask for as far as how much you really want to know. But what I mean by that is, and where I'm going with that, is that the United States, the, the Central Intelligence Agency, has a, an incredible responsibility to protect the very fabric of freedom that we enjoy. And they do so in a clandestine way. They do so in a manner that those are the folks, those are the men and women that will not get a pat on the back they won't even get a medal that they'll be able to keep. You know, typically these are people, these assets in the field are the ones that quote unquote get buried without a flag. But the need to garner that information, that intelligence is paramount to our daily freedom. So just understand that. So when we talk about, is it possible? Anything's possible. And, and Dan, to your point, I think it's highly suspect as it looks as it relates to the timing because that appears to be more leverage and much more about propaganda. And again, as I as I stated, you know, earlier, we need to keep in mind that Iran is a repressive regime. And those of us that are histories of or students of history know that, you know, history is nothing more than a cause event and result cycle. It constantly repeats itself. We're seeing history repeat itself again right here with the manner in which Iran is handling themselves. That being said, Dan, and piggybacking on what Iran announced this month about exceeding, admitting they exceeded the limit of enriched uranium, how concerned should America be about Iran's nuclear capabilities? Well, Paul, to to be totally honest, we should be very concerned and that's why it's so important that we uh, do whatever we can to keep them from developing nuclear weapons. It would be 
idealistic to think that they're just trying to develop nuclear power for for energy sources. But uh, with their track record of uh, their uh, aggression in the region, aggression with the world, uh, it, I'm hard-pressed to think that uh, they would stop at that. They are definitely trying to enrich uranium to a level to provide them the ability to build a nuclear weapon. And your, Iran with a nuclear weapon is scary. It's just flat scary. No, no question. And, you know, I liken them, Dan, I liken them quite a bit to the government and the leadership in North Korea um, in, in a lot of ways. And, and I, especially when, when we start talking about this, the part of, that really concerns me, and, and for everybody listening, the part that should concern you is the fact they admitted it, which means that their capabilities far exceed what they say they are. Which it, and that's just my opinion, but when we and I and I agree with you, Dan, uh, entirely. When we talk about should we be concerned about this? Yes, in the totality of this subject, there are those that are, I don't know, calling out President Trump, saying, you know, you're overly aggressive, you're going to cause a war, and let me just state from a apolitical standpoint that that could not be further than the truth from the truth. And, and, and Dan, that's why I agree with what you were saying. You know, having a great offense is making sure you protect your defense. And there's no reason to wait until you have to respond. That's not military strategy. And ladies and gentlemen, the reason why the United States is successful, the reason why we have and will always have the most powerful military in the world is because we don't wait to get punched in the face. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. We are positioned to preemptively strike to protect our freedom, and our country. No question about that. Dan, last question. What is the probability in your estimation this situation will lead to war? Well, in all, in all honesty, there's a lot's been said about uh, uh, pros and cons of this particular president, but one of, the, one of the ideas is that he is not one to leap into uh, aggressive war uh, stands. In other words... Um, yeah, sure, we, we position assets, we rattle the saber, but uh, I, don't, I do not believe that uh, the war is, is uh, the, uh, the next thing that's going to happen. Is there, is there potential at some point um, some limited action could take place? Absolutely, absolutely. But full-out war with Iran, with some of the rhetoric back and forth on what that would mean, uh, I just don't. I don't see it there yet, and and I think uh, there's a much better chance of a a limited strike here or there to uh, show or sh- uh, show resolve on our part, and uh, and th- and and they I truly believe that they are uh, they are in a position of weakness when it comes to that, they, and they know that. That's why these sanctions have been so successful, and that's why we're in this position now is because they're they're. Re- uh, striking out in hopes of um, causing us to lose face with the rest of the uh, commu- uh, rest of the world community. I, I, would, I would definitely agree with that, Dan. And, that's, and, and a lot of their last statements and a lot of their, their most pre- recent actions would solidify that entirely. Dan, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's always a pleasure having you here, and, and it's great to have you here on the new CBS show. Really fantastic. 
thank you a lot, Paul. Enjoy uh, enjoy talking with you. Again, this topic is something that's uh, very important to to our future. So it's a it's a great topic to be uh, covered in your in your show in particular. Thank you, and and for everybody listening, keep an ear out for uh, retired Brigadier General Dan Goodrich on other CBS radio stations because I'm certain that you're going to be hearing a lot more uh, of his expertise. So you've been listening to Security Matters, a CBS News radio production. Stay with me. We're going to take a quick break. Now, back to Security Matters with Paul Violas. Welcome back to Security Matters. I'm Paul Violas, and that was retired Brigadier General Dan Goodrich, a wonderful man, an incredible patriot, and somebody who has not a bird's eye view, but an inside behind the scene look and feel and touch to the subject of how we gather intelligence, how we use assets, um, and where we are in the theater with respect to the U.S. and Iran. So uh, really appreciate General Goodrich's time by coming on. I want to close with this one thought and, and to keep us all on the same page when it comes to this. It's easy to sit in the cheap seats and to point fingers about what we should do and what we should not do. What I ask everyone to do is take a step back and ask yourself this question. Would you rather us not preemptively engage and wait to see if something would happen and then be in a position of having to defend potential ordinances being launched towards our country in hopes they can be shot down in the air? Or would you rather be parked in international waters knowing that we're dealing with a country as volatile and unstable as Iran? And if, God forbid, something were to happen, that risk is mitigated before that thing leaves the ground. So I ask you to think about that. Again, I'm not being political on this. I'm just being a sound American. And as we talk about what security really does matter in this country the one matter of security that matters most is the fact that we can go to bed at night, put our heads on the pillow, and know that there are people like our military and our law enforcement and our intelligence agencies that are working 24-7 to make sure that our freedom stays intact. So keep an eye on this. We'll be talking about it more. If you have any questions, please write me in at info at violas.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And if you get a chance... Uh, go to cbsaudio.com slash podcasts and leave a review. We'd love to know what you have to say. On behalf of everybody here at Security Matters and CBS News Radio, hope you have a fantastic week. Be safe, be well, God bless. Thanks for listening to Security Matters with Paul Violas. The podcast is produced by Seth Nyman and CBS News Radio. For more podcasts from CBS News, visit cbsaudio.com slash podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.